Hello, everyone. Welcome to Therapy Secrets. This is Jason Conover, your host. I wanted to return back to some of the uh, Arbinger principles and build on those in this episode. So um, if you look back, we discussed uh, self-betrayal, the challenge of being in the world with other people and having uh, a sense of how to be, what to what to do um, in, in regards to others. And if I, um, I have the ability to choose, but if I betray that fundamental sense, then um, I tend to objectify other people um, as a way to feel justified. I construct a narrative where I see myself certain ways, other people certain ways, and the purpose or the necessity, uh, if you will, is that I create a world where the betrayal is um, justified. So this phenomena is uh, very interesting. It's, um, I think, very common. I can see it in my own life in lots of places and lots of ways um, where I do feel justified. And as a culture, we can even participate in this and and decide upon things that are deemed um, good reasons uh, to be a certain way or um, to, to do certain things. And in this regard, we can sometimes do a great disservice to each other as we uh, essentially collude in a larger uh, scale way of uh, self-betrayal. Um, this is a significant uh, problem and dilemma at the very heart of um, humanity and social sciences. So as I do this, one of the challenges that can happen is become, I become invested in or committed to the, the narrative, the way that I'm seeing myself, the persona. And I can't even take this on as a sense of my authentic self. And you can imagine the kind of complexity and how difficult this could be because I'm actually believing this. And with skin in the game, I actually am invested in maintaining it. So now as I enter into new situations or old situations or encounter people um, in my life, every situation can potentially threaten or reinforce. This is kind of the black and white, good and bad in my um, interactions. And so it can pretty easily divide people into those that are my friends and those that are my foes. So people that reinforce um, the justifications that I have, um, sometimes whether positive or negative, are the people that I consider my, my friends or what we sometimes call allies. Um, and those people that challenge or disagree with my narrative um, and threaten the validity of my justification are considered my enemies. Now, ironically, the truth could be just the opposite. The real people that are carrying and are my friends may be the ones that do challenge and uh, push me to consider uh, that my story may be not helpful and may not be true. And the people I consider my friends may be not my friends at all um, because they don't necessarily care 
uh, in the way that would be most caring, which would be to be uh, helping me see. So these can become some very interesting things. Uh, black can seem white, white can seem black, friends can seem like enemies, and enemies can seem like friends. And we can get confused and tangled up in this, uh, this condition in the world with others. Just imagine it for a minute. Let's uh, uh, put a little bit of an example on it. So um, being in a relationship, I have a sense one morning to help out with a little pickup in the bathroom. Very simple, very just a, a sense to um, contribute or, or just to, to be a part of a team to do something helpful there. And I... Um, betrayed that sense. So there's a lot of different ways and you may want to jot down on a piece of paper right now, just split it and kind of say how you see yourself and on the left side and how you see the other person on the right side. And so for me, I may consider myself as the sort of person who is busy. Um, I have a lot of things to do and it may be that simple. It really can be very, uh, What's the word? Like, it, it doesn't need to be fancy and have a lot of flair. It can be just, I'm busy and I've got a lot, a lot of things to do. It could be that I don't um, uh, often do things right. Now, that could have kind of a blaming notion of how I see the other. So maybe I see them as um, always, you know, wanting it to be a certain way or I can't ever get it, get it just right. Um, they want to do it uh, their way. Um, I'll just get in the way. And I may actually find, and this is often the case, in the betrayal is uh, evidence. Um, I will find evidence. I'll pull evidence. I'll collect evidence that validates and supports my position. And this can be really tricky, especially as I interact with other people, because I find that um, uh, if I'm interacting with a person that's in this box of self-betrayal, they often have a lot of evidence prepared to support and justify their position. So the evidence sometimes can seem like it's the proof and uh, can enhance and, and magnify this self-betrayal in a way and can make it seem even uh, convincing sometimes to, um, to other people. So I will use facts, often evidence, anything I can that can be rallied to uh, support and validate my, my position. So if a person, let's say my companion, has ever um, uh, suggested that maybe I do something different, I'm picking up the bathroom, or could I do something more, um, any of those things could be used. Now... There's an important difference, and that is how I am using the evidence in this situation. And it really can lead to a lot of war, war interactions, warring conflict, contention uh, in these box interactions because um, I am often exploiting what the other person has said or things that they've done and really... I'm blaming the other person or horribleizing them. So, for example, I may frame um, uh, my companion as a control a person, a controlling person, 
um, a perfectionist, uh, can't ever get it right. And this is really quite um, negative, and I may paint myself as a victim, and that paints them as the, you know, monster. So in those cases, most people aren't really thrilled to be blamed. And all the while, this can really take on, uh, kind of uh, grow legs, sprout legs, and and can run around as a as a real believed um, uh, way. And I can believe it about myself, and I can believe it about others. So I am busy. And what can happen there too is because of the need for justification, I can collect evidence I've mentioned, but I can also find that evidence, and I may even be attracted to things that would validate and produce more um, kind of an ongoing legacy of, of evidence in that regard. So sometimes we may wonder, like, why do I always work so much? Why do I always pack my schedule so full? Why do I have great difficulty ever saying no? Um, these hallmark classic patterns can really get some good leverage uh, around here if we ponder um, situations and then how I am framing my identity. Uh, I'm the sort of person who uh, dot, dot, dot in regards to that and can get some amazing breakthrough and traction around that, that it may be a long-standing uh, self-justifying image uh, identity slash um, characteristic way of seeing myself that I have created, forged, and now I'm just adding <clears throat> um, chapters to that to that book <clears throat> that are an ongoing way of seeing myself that um, maintains that justification. Now, there may be future betrayals. Uh, often, like in my case, there may be many um, betrayals. And the uh, efficiency can be uh, of, of value here in that I don't need to invent new ways. As a matter of fact, it will, I think, uh, in my case, just be uh, very natural, just like automatic. It's so believed that the reason why I'm betraying is exactly that reason based on those things that I have um, built um, a worldview, a self-view, another view around. And so those can become really quite uh, maybe long-standing, um, characteristic, um, ways I identify uh, myself and also ways that I see others and judge and, and see people in certain ways. So now carrying that forward, as I already mentioned, that can invite a lot of war. And uh, without realizing it, I often invite in other people in life the very things that I say I hate, the things that are the opposite of what I want. Um, so I may say that I want um, a, a partner that is relaxed. And um, yet I invite the very opposite through my betrayal. And in the box, I am always inviting the opposite of what I want. Now, my blindness is such that as I blame others, I don't see my responsibility. I don't see my part. And this is one of the most debilitating parts of self-betrayal, I think, is the, um, the blindness. Um, so not only do I not see my responsibility, but I also 
blame the other person wholeheartedly and believe that it's truly their fault. Other people generally can imagine probably don't like to be blamed. And so then they feel that I am the problem, which uh, just makes this situation more and more circular and more and more problematic as uh, it just keeps feeding um, the problem on both sides. So the more the other person is uh, upset and um, let's say maybe acting in ways that seem controlling, the more it's the opposite of what I say I want, but in the box, the, um, the actual target or goal has often been, it is skewed. It's different. So the way I'm actually aiming is, uh, is different in that if the person is, um, controlling, then that is very validating and becomes support for my position. So most people would not say, yes, I want my partner to be controlling, but when I'm in the box, if that's my um, framework, if that's my my view of things, then it is uh, strangely delicious. Uh, Terry Warner will say, uh, or other writers for Arbinger, strangely delicious. Uh, the way that it, it just validates and verifies my position. It seems to be a common human uh, weakness that we really like to be right. But the truth is, I think when we're in the box, we need to be right. So liking becomes needing and feeling unjustified is very, uh, very powerful. So I will um, enter into these, what we call uh, collusion dynamics with other people in lots of ways and lots of situations, and not just with individuals, but even with whole groups of people, entire um, countries, even uh, races. Um, there is really no uh, limit to how we can frame this and see others through this lens and invite more and more of what we don't want while being blind to how we are creating often and inviting the very thing that we uh, we don't want. So um, ponder that. Uh, you can do a greater look and study in the anatomy of peace um, and other Arbinger writings around this. I highly recommend that read. And it's very valuable for all kinds of relationship dilemmas, situations, and also just gaining greater awareness. Um, so uh, have a great night. And as always, the purpose of this podcast is your happiness.